0: Blaine and Mickey, 1045, the zone hour number two on Tuesday, halfway through the Tuesday show. Appreciate you listening wherever you are listening today. Hopefully, you're having a great day. Beautiful weather. It's supposed to snow in parts of Middle Tennessee tonight, apparently, all around the South. I don't want anything to do with that, but uh, I guess here we are, trying to cover up the plants again. If you got plants that you value, you heard this in Lucas's. Update, Daquan Jones, fourth-round pick in 2014, Blaine. He played his first four years, and he got a three-year deal, $21 million, played all seven years uh, of his first two contracts for the Titans. He played 16 games, five out of the last six uh, seasons. Panthers tweeted out just a few minutes ago, it is official, he is another one of these guys that signed a one-year deal. But Daquan Jones uh, was a free agent. He is now in Carolina. I know we were talking about this a little bit in the last segment of the first hour of the show, but on an NFL team, not everybody makes the pro bowl. Not everybody makes the hall of fame, but boy, there are a lot of solid guys who play and they're always there and they're tough and they're versatile and they're good guys in the locker room and they're everything you want on your team. And for seven years, man, Daquan Jones has been one of those guys.
1: Oh, no doubt about it. Steady Eddie, man. I, I, uh, no glory in uh, what he did and what he brought to the table. Uh, And uh, I appreciate what he did and how he played very consistent. And he got better every year too, by the way, you know, it's, it's sad to see, but you know, there's a lot of one year deal contracts for guys trying to play into the next year uh, because uh, you know, the salary cap issues, but then you're going to be a free agent again, as well as all the other regular free agents whose contracts are up. Uh, not just a one-year guy so it's going to be a slew of players out there next year Uh, a guy like him to me can play at least 12 years the way he goes about his business and even at worst case scenario he's a backup so i might have signed a two-year deal if i could that way i could get past this next slew of uh free agents that's coming out you may have lost all the money early on but you'll get it on the back end after those two years but something guys could consider they're looking around, but everybody thinks, you know, one year deal and they can get another payday and somebody's gonna like them. But with Slim Pickens this year. And uh it's unfortunate. I, I wish the Titans could actually bring them back, uh, you know, for for whatever he's getting paid in, in Carolina. Most guys, like, I'm gonna do a one year deal, man. Dang, you'd be like, Oh man, I don't wanna move, move again. I ain't gonna move twice. That's people never think about that, but you know, you gotta consider moving your family and everything else. So we got a call with a comment here, uh, right, Lucas.
0: Uh, oh, we got a little breaking news from uh, Lucas via the NFLPA Twitter account. Uh, yeah, yeah, I
1: just retweeted about the Titans.
0: Yeah, uh, NFLPA has been retweeting statements basically from teams when they've decided to opt out. This is—I'm just reading this. We have come together as a team and have had several conversations about what is—and this off-season voluntary program. I'm holding up quotes. Voluntary started yesterday. Um, We have come together as a team. We've had several conversations about what is best for the players in our locker room based on the injury data from the previous year, along with the facts and recommendations provided by our union. We are in solidarity with other players across the NFL who were exercised their right to not attend in-person voluntary workouts. We understand that some players will need to be at our facility for different reasons. During this time, we respect the right of every player afforded to us in the CBA. I think as of last night, when I went to bed, it was 20 teams. The Titans were not one. They are one now, Blaine. Um, As you brought up yesterday, there are a handful of teams that basically, and everybody's like the Packers, everybody's got language to be there and work out because I looked up, Spot Track said that the Packers had $5 million in incentives for players across the roster for off-season workouts at the facility. Not other teams. Other teams don't value that as much as them. So this is at least now 21 teams who've issued a statement about, I'm going to hold up quotes again, voluntary workouts.
1: Right. If they were voluntary, why would you be have to be uh, saying that you're going to miss? Right. See that? See that? I mean, see, that That shows you that the culture was built that is it's mandatory, voluntary. you know. So for you to even have to announce that, in solidarity as a unit, that you're not gonna be there, then it was mandatory. Uh so yeah. Hey, I, I you know, hey, I wish the best. And Zoom may have brought all that about in COVID uh last year, uh when they all had success. Uh, but uh hopefully it'll help them in the long term. Cause I'm sure some of the guys' bodies felt a little bit better, especially those guys 30 and up. Uh, you know, maybe even the late 20 guys, depending on how long. And, how much they were starting and playing. So hopefully it benefit them in the long run with uh, 17 games.
0: This seems to be more and more and more and more and more of a thing. And literally, we had – who called in? Gosh, somebody called in either yesterday or Friday. We were talking about this. And they had remembered two-a-days for you and your Oilers teammates, you know, when it was 100 degrees in Texas. It hasn't been that long ago since two-a-days. And for young people who don't know what that means, that means you practice twice in a day, two a day. We,
1: we did two a days with the Titans. That did that yeah. I mean, I don't, people act like it was all back in the day. No, we did that. It years. wasn't. Yeah. yeah. Right over there at TSU where Eddie George just got the head coaching job. There, there was us, there's my, my cleat marks over there and uh, Samari's helmet when he got knocked out <laughs> and uh, at practice and scared the living crap out of us when he hurt his neck. Ooh. And uh, so there's, a, yeah, it was two a days. I mean, it, it wasn't just down as as bad as it was in Texas and San Antonio when we had training camp. <laughs> it was two days not as long ago as people want to think. Uh, and that rode for a while there, even into this generation. So some of the guys have been in the league, let's say, eight years or so. There were some serious two days. Uh, they just really started regulating probably, I'll say, eight years ago uh, where it, it wasn't as physical and they had to get every – I think we had to have only – we could only do two days in a row of two days, and then we could do one a day. I think now they've changed it to where they have that day off. Uh, And so it's changed a little gradually. So, uh, you know, training camp I think is going to still be that way, but uh, it's just not as physical. So uh, I I think you see that early in the season. And that's become –
0: You talked about this a little bit yesterday, even players over time have become more about protecting themselves, getting off their feet, spending less time in pads, uh, you know, less on field time. And now we're really coming to a culmination here of because used to, man, the season would end and, you know, we'd get around draft time like we are and there'd be players on the field doing all kinds of stuff. You know, we
1: go down there and cover it. You know, and, and after great. the season, I mean, after the draft, there was guys that we would have practice actually. And then the, yes. the rookies would come in literally if, uh, less than a month after the draft. So you yep. get to see them immediately, you know, real quick and see them out there on the field and see the progress from the young players from the first OTA to the the second one. And then see how they get better. No different than when you're in college. And you guys getting better, the more and more they're on the field. So maybe that's the veteran plan. Let's hold yeah. these youngsters off as long as we can, because the less time they're on practice, I know what I'm supposed to be doing. Yeah, maybe that's the strategy. Uh, but ultimately, I think this is a young man's game, and I, I think only the elite of the elite will be still out there making the big dough. And then there's going to be the bottom feeders with the, and I say bottom feeders. We can, in, in NFL terms, you're making, you know. 400 grand, you know, that's 200 grand after taxes and you're taking a beating. Uh, So it's not like 200 grand sitting in the office where, you know, you can, you're going to make that 200 grand for a a long time unless you get fired. So uh, that's not a lot of dough uh, for what you're going through. So you got to get to that second contract unless you go in the first round. All those first rounder guys are making big, big money right off the bat. And that's why they get second and third opportunities. So they are the five stars of of, uh, college they'll get the second and third shot and and then they prove otherwise because they have the athletic talent but sometimes it doesn't measure up because the brain the talent and thought process all got to work together if you don't that's why you have a guy who fails that has all this enormous talent and they can't predict that uh you know it's unpredictable because they've gotten away with it in college and they were so much better than everybody else so uh, it may, it may help the veteran guys play a little longer uh, at these high high rates. But at some point to me, I always feel like the NFL uh, find a way to massage it and win. And, and if, if that's the case, 17 games going to turn to 18, and 18 is going to turn to 20. Mm-hmm. And as- And as that
0: happens, players will say more and more, okay, then I'm not doing anything for those months. I I ain't coming down there. If I'm going to play 18 games, 17, 20, there's no way I'm coming down there. I'll I'll watch some Zoom meetings, but I I ain't coming down there getting on my feet. No way. Yeah,
1: You got to, you know, hats off to the the Titans organization. And Vrabel, because that's more of a coach deal, I think he probably understands a little bit more than most just because he was a former player. So I I don't 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 know if that's a big deal because – I think what's missing in the National Football League now is naturally the talent is skyrocketed. You know, guys are playing safety and other way more talented than I was, Uh, but they weren't as smart And the fundamentals of the game aren't being taught like they used to. And so now I think this is where the coaches are really diving in on the mental side of it with these Zoom calls and helping them get to where they need to be mentally. Now, some guys got to then translate because sometimes you can talk verbally and they got it. And then when the chips start moving on the chessboard, it gets a little confusing. So you got to do it there too. At least you're touching on that mental side of it the whole time if you're not there. So I, I really appreciate that because that's the side of the game. Nobody talks about that really can help your growth as a player. It's not always about all the talent because you got to have more than just a lot of talent. You know, if the guy's supposed to stay outside and he's got all his talent in the world and he keeps dipping inside, well, what's wrong with you? Ding dong. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, you know, don't so, lose, contain, stop that. Right. And until you prove yourself and then you start making plays that way, or you can be Troy Palomala, as Ryan Clark says, and blitz when you're supposed to be deep third. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah. Uh, you know, and junior say out my era was that guy who did that. You'd be like, what the heck is he doing? <laughs> he did it at the Pro Bowl. I was like, no they, said no, they said no blitzing. I mean, this guy just blitzed. <laughs> so I'm over trying to follow the rules. Right. Oh, no, no, uh, no uh, you know, no blitzing. Really? Well, I'm about to blitz too, then, man. Yeah, right, Blaine. You better get that plane and go back to Nashville from Hawaii, bro. Your own time. <laughs> so, you Mack- know, it's all funny games, and you know, it's better for the game, hopefully, and healthier for the players. We shall see, but I hope it is.
0: Yeah, me too. Uh, uh, Coach max said to join us next. Lots of stuff to get into with him. I'll hit those mock drafts again. Two totally different linebackers in two mock drafts that dropped today. I'll hit those in the last segment, but let's hit Coach Mack next. It's Blaine and Mickey 1045. Blaine and Mickey 1045, the zone hanging out with. Well, when you hear that music, it only means one thing on this station. It means Dave <laughs> McGinnis is here. Courtesy of our friends at Farm Bureau, let the experts at Farm Bureau Health Plans coach you through it when you need great health care coverage at a price you can afford. They've been protecting Tennesseans since 1947. Coach Mack has been protecting us from non-football knowledge for several years now. Coach, how in the world are you doing on this gorgeous day?
2: Mickey, I'm doing great. Great to see you and Blaine. Uh, Doing good. We're counting down the days for the draft, guys. I know everybody wants it to be here, but we still got a few more days of uh, a lot of talk, and then we'll see where it all ends up.
0: Got nine nine days, less than ten. And I was going to ask you this, Coach. You've been in a lot of war rooms for over three decades. What were things like nine days out? Like Ooh. where were you with the process at at say nine ten days out? What where was the process at that point?
2: Well, you've pretty much got the process, you know, done by now. You've got your three boards up. You've got your front board, your back board, and then your bullpen. You've got those things done. And then, and then what you do now is that this is a time for – there are a lot of phone calls going on right now. Mm. But you don't have everybody on the phone. What you do, right. you have designated people calling designated people. Because especially where the Titans are sitting at 22, there is a lot that can happen you know, b- b- before their pick. And there's a lot that can happen with teams that are behind them or even in front of them moving up to different picks. And so that will change the, the landscape of what goes on. But, you know, you kind of try to get an idea of, of of what's going on around. And as I said, you don't need everybody on the phone. You need to have designated people that have designated duties and also have an idea of what they are talking about and are talking to people Commensurate, you know, on the on the other end of the line. Now, what you're doing, you're you're going through. People think that when uh, clubs have mock drafts, that they just start going down, you know, one through 32, saying, "All right, he's taken here, he's taken." Well, you know, you do that, you do that if you're in the top part of it because you can you can uh, delineate a little bit of who will be taken. But if you're in the bottom part of it, what you're starting to do now is to put pods of people up if certain scenarios happen. And so that's where you start to utilize not only your vertical board but your horizontal board. And again, you're doing all of these things, you know, just with some knowledge of what might happen. None of this is set in stone, but you have to go through some of these exercises so that when you are on the clock or even, you know, 3 3 picks before you're on the clock, and you can see how things are starting to fall. How you can gather that horizontal board, get those names up on the board, and then you have a pretty good idea then of at least the discussions you will have until you're on the clock for real. Mm, man,
0: exciting stuff! I, I love it, and it's nine days away. Coach Mac joins us to talk about the draft and more. Again, brought to you by our friends at Farm Bureau Health Plans.
1: Man, I get pumped up hearing Coach Mac giving us the Mac Attack. Man, I, I think. The draft gets me as pumped up as running out the tunnel, man. I I get chill bumps. I get, you know, my hair gets to rising up because you just don't know what actually could happen. So I'm going to ask you, Coach, where the Titans are today at 22, regardless of what happens, what is their mindset? And do they take the best available player based off the signings this offseason? Or do they take the need best player at that position that they think they need. What is well, the, the
2: relevant question? And I'm gonna answer it like this. They need some help at several places. The only place I don't think they need any help right now, as far as it, is it quarterback and running back. All right. And then anything else they're open to because what they did Blaine, what they had done, you know, what Mike Vrabel and John Robinson and Amy Adams Strunk that blessed mm-hmm. all of it, what they did during this, this off season, they filled some must, Mm -hmm. they had some must. There's a difference between a must and a need. I mean, there's kind of three categories. There's must, there's needs and there's wants. And so they they filled the must because we all, you know, believed and they did too, that they had to do something with their defensive front. You know, they had to get that, they had to get that solidified now because of the truncated salary cap this year, they had to make some really difficult choices in releasing some players that were beneficial to what they did last year, but because of the money that it was going to entail to take care of some of those must, then then they put them, they they were able to sign some veteran players at receiver, at cornerback, that take it out of the must category, but they still need, they still need depth at that receiver position. They still need depth. And when I talk about depth, I'm not just talking about guys that are gonna fill a slot. I'm talking about guys that can play. They need They need, depth there. And so in the draft, that's what you're going to be able to get. Now you start looking at your draft board and you see, you see, you know, th- th- there are receivers in this draft that I, that in my humble opinion, you know, through the fourth and the fifth round will be able to play this year. I mean, that's just my opinion looking through that. And the defensive back uh, category is much the same. All right. Because just because of what's trending in now in collegiate football, the, that, that's where your numbers are. But at the same time, I mean, you still need some help. You know, you still need some help in other places. You still need some help. And I know Daquan just signed a one year deal. We're seeing a lot of preponderance of one year deals this year by veterans because of the salary cap situation. But to me, other than quarterback and running back,
1: I think they've got needs at several places. Mm. Not, I guess, not ranking them, but give us the top three positions, not in any order. That you would say would be more of need than others.
2: Well, I would think you know, uh, wide receiver in the mm-hmm. in the secondary, and they still need they still need some more help uh, on the defensive front. And here's here's the other thing: the offensive line was really good last year, even with going three deep into the tackle position, but they still need to be able to fill in some younger players at the offensive line because. When you're dressing, when you're dressing seven of those guys on game day on your active Mm -hmm. roster, you've got to have some guys that can be able to be can multiple flip from inside to outside. And so when you're looking at it, I mean, I but to be wide receiver, cornerback, and then they will. I think they will still they will still address. In my humble opinion, I'm not in their draft room. I don't ask them, Mm -hmm. but they will still address the 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 edge part of this three four
1: defense. No doubt about it. We're going with Coach Mike giving us a Mac attack. One more question in yeah. regard of how this team is built. This team is built behind the king and Tannehill's deep ball and accuracy. So will an offensive lineman, which you guys are doing uh Wednesday, you and Rhett on yes. uh, Titan Talk. So are you would you be surprised if they took an offensive lineman, interior or or, or the tackle? with their first pick at 22 because they may get one of the best at the position, top three, maybe.
2: I don't know. Yeah. The interior, their interior would surprise me. A tackle would not, Mm -hmm. you know, the interior would would, would surprise me because the interior of this offensive line is not as deep as the tackles are. Gotcha. I I will say that.
1: Yes. All right. We're on with coach Mac giving us a Mac attack.
0: If they do go an interior guy later on, because they've got what four picks in the first hundred, let's say they go interior, maybe guard. What do you think about Trey Smith from Tennessee? I mean, I love
2: Trey Smith. I love it, Trey Smith. You yeah, know, but, and, and and I mean, everybody knows it's all common knowledge. You know, especially here, and and everybody knows about you know his blood clot issues. But when you when you take that out of the evaluation process, which you can't do, but we're doing it right here right now. You ask me what I think of him. I think he's an immediate starter at offensive guard in this league, you know, because this guy is a big man that's got a real solid base. He's got great balance. He's got power. He's got speed. Uh, the thing that I like about him too, he's a very aware player. And uh, if you move him inside to guard and and with a with a little – uh nuance of what's going to go on with the scheme that he's in. I really like Trey Smith. I like two players off of that Tennessee team, you know, and, and I've been asked because I do, you know, I do quite a bit of these shows. I uh, the, the two players I like off of that Tennessee team, and we all know they had a rough year last year for a yeah. lot of things, a lot of things that went on. I like Trey Smith. I like Josh Palmer. I like that player just as a football player. And that's what I think Trey Smith is.
0: Coach Mack joining us again. Rep, Brian, Coach Mack, every Wednesday leading up to the draft, 7 to 8 o'clock, it's a draft talk, Mac talk. They're doing a couple positions each week. As Blaine said, offensive line and defensive line this week, right, Coach? You're doing all yes, the, big, doing the big guys. We have to make a pick for the zone every year who we think the Titans will take with their first pick. I pick Christian Barmore. Um, he seems like a versatile guy. He's huge. He's like six four, six five. He's over 300 pounds. He had eight sacks last year. Coach, not only can he help you with the run game, he seems like a guy who can also help you get to the quarterback. I really like that. Also, John Robinson never seems to pick what I think, so I thought opposite this year. I went D-line, Christian Barmore. What do you think about it?
1: Yeah, give us a a your rating because I'm going to give you my pick, too, so you can tell us how how horrible a picker we are. (laughs) Yeah, my guy probably wouldn't even be there. (laughs) First of all, all, I would never tell
2: either of you you're horrible.
0: <laughs> thank you, thank you.
2: I would never say that because that's not true. uh Mickey, you took the best interior defensive lineman in the draft, so congratulations. Well, watch thank
0: out, John Robinson. You. Yeah, he's okay. absolutely. He so is He'll
2: absolutely. be there in twenty-two. He is. No, I'm just saying he's the absolute best. You know, at, right. in the draft, I didn't say he'd be there. Mickey <laughs> said he would be there.
0: You know? Yes.
2: Yeah. But in my I, dream world. He, yeah, he is the absolute best defensive lineman in their draft. And there's a separation. There's not quite as big a separation. Let me just say this, and this is my opinion again. There's not quite as big a separation as there is in the tight end between Kyle Pitts and everybody else. But between Barmore and everybody else, there is a gap.
1: Oh, wow. So you picked, a good,
2: you picked a good player. If he's there at 22, <laughs> God bless you, Mickey.
0: <laughs> Coach Mack, breaking it down with us here, the Mack attack on Blaine and me.
1: Well, just just tell me how much of a ding dong I am. I said I can't even pronounce his name, Aziz Azalori. Is that right? You pronounced it perfectly. Oh, okay. I, got lucky. I finally figured it out. It took me like two months. Okay.
2: You pronounced pronounce it perfectly. He's a good player. I, I I like him as a player. This guy, this guy is not. He's not extremely tall, but he plays with length. And what I mean by that, he's got a, he's got a nice arm reach. He's got a nice long arm move. Uh, he's got some bend to him there on the outside, not an elite bend. This this edge rush group guys, you don't have a Chase Young in this group. Uh-huh. You know, you don't you don't have that elite elite guy that that is the is the oh my gosh, this is the this guy is going to be a top five you know forever. But you've got some good players. Aziz ojalari falls into that category, and with a three four defense, I think he would be ideal for it. He absolutely would, and I like he he he's an effort effort player. And that to me is extremely, extremely important. He's an effort player because when you're playing out there on the edge, I mean, that is a grind, you know, doing that. And sometimes what you see, and you see it in the National Football League now, you need bodies out there because it becomes very taxing, and you can see people start to decline as the game goes on, you know, going up against these these offensive linemen that are more athletic than anybody they've ever gone against on a consistent basis. It wears you down. I like Aziz Ojolari as a player. I really do.
1: Mm. Well, I have to ask you, uh, I mean uh... – there's a lot of uh, great players going to be coming out, but they're going to get no OTAs. OTAs. I mean, you know what what what's going to happen? What direction is the National Football League in these voluntary, not voluntary, mandatory? Where is it going? You think? Well, it's voluntary
2: for the veterans. I mean, it is. It's it's negotiating the CBA. It, it's not. It's not the rookies. They're not in the CBA yet. You know, right. they're not, you know, it doesn't that does not apply to them. Yeah. Right. You know, that 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 there there is the difference. But but the veterans, I mean, they are, I mean, it is voluntary. I mean, I was still coaching, you know, when phase one, phase two, and phase three came in, and we absolutely, you know, honored that because it, you know, it's important. It was it was negotiated into this CBA and it was negotiated in the last one. So they're they're fully within their rights. But we've got to remember this, guys. We just had a, an entire season. Mm-hmm you know, where everybody had to adjust to a virtual off season and then a, a, a really truncated training camp. And then the Tennessee Titans, our favorite team right here, our team right here went 16 days between ever practicing on the field and had three walkthroughs and then played a game against a, a playoff team, the Buffalo bills and beat them. Okay. So, there's a lot that you can still do. And, and it all falls upon the organizational ability uh, of, the, of the coaching staff and the buy-in from the team. And clearly this locker room buys into what Mike Verable is doing because he has proven that. And he's proven that, you know, before they even had anything voluntary. His, his uh, practice and load management with his players, if you're at practice and you watch and see – you know, what he does uh, varies with the veterans and, and how much rest they need and what they need and how much the, because he played, he knows, he knows what the, what the load is. So there, to me, there is no problem with that, especially with this football team, which I've witnessed last year. They did a, they, he, he does a marvelous job at it, but it takes work to
1: organize it and to get the players to buy in. And they do here. Well, you got some smart players and some guys are coachable and who, you know, and the coaches do a great job of implementing it. And I think that's that helped them out a lot. But every team isn't the same as we no, are.
2: Absolutely. Every team is not the same. Mm-hmm. And then that's and that's why it's, it's extremely important to understand. But overall, big picture, when you look at it, I mean, the voluntary part of it really should not be in air quotes because it is voluntary. It's mm-hmm. it, 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 and it
1: was bargained. It was collectively bargained. Well, from a player's point of view, at least when my during my time, voluntary was not voluntary in our eyes. We thought, uh oh, that means mandatory. But well, that that's a perception by the player. No well, question. Well, See,
2: you guys, you guys were still close enough though to the two-a-days world.
1: Yeah. You know, yeah. and, and,
2: and, and those those of us that, that were close enough to the two-a-days with full pads world, like I was when I yeah. came into it. I mean, it was just, it it's it's a transition, it's an evolution. Mm. But now, I mean, guys, we've had a whole season that we played, every game that we got in, even though we had to move some games. And as I said, the Tennessee Titans were a beautiful example of that. I'm going to say it again, 16 days. They went with three walkthrough practices
1: and beat a really good football team. Yeah, they beat the Bills. I always do this, Coach Mac. That way we always across the board with all the position groups. I know you guys are doing O-line and D-line. Give us any player in the first round, O lineman and D lineman, that you think will be available at twenty-two? Well, defensive line there'll be there'll be a lot. Of now, them. name one that you they're think, they're, they're, think it'll be available <laughs> that the Titans may take. Um, no um,
2: thinks- um, um, Zariki, Davion Nixon. Okay, those two guys on the defensive front will be will be available in, oh. the, in, in the in the in the first in, in the first round. <laughs> offensive offensive lineman wise, uh, Tevin Jenkins will be there. The yeah. kid from Oklahoma State. Oklahoma State. I mean, State. Look, guys, and as I said, there are offensive tackles in this draft. There are, you know, there, and uh, it, it sometimes it amuses me when people say, "Well, you know, this is not a very good draft." Well, let me tell you when it's a let me tell you when it's not a very good draft when you don't know what you're looking at and when you don't know what you're <laughs> drafting. It's a good draft if you pick the right player, right?
1: Yeah, no doubt about it. Always. How, how good is that? That guy from USC. I don't forgot his name. That plays. Tackle one year and he played guard the next. Looks Elijah like he... Vera, Elijah Vera Tucker. Yeah. What? Well, how good is he? Good. He first round or second round talent.
2: He's legit. Well, I mean, here's here's how he's first round. Somebody picks him in the first round.
1: <laughs> <laughs> I got you. I got
2: you. Yeah. He's got. He's got. He's got talent.
0: All right, one more on the way out. The folk hero from the Senior Bowl, Quint Miners, who was the senior from Wisconsin Whitewater that had his belly out every day. Oh yeah, Senior Bowl. That's all. That's all kind of in the rearview mirror now. People may have forgotten about him. What What's going to happen with that guy? I mean, it, it, second day guy or does he last until the third? I, I, day? No,
2: no, no. I think I think he'll I think he'll be at the end of the second day, maybe top of the third day. The, the guy's got skills. Yeah. He's got he's got, legitimate, he's got legitimate skills. I mean, I know it was a novelty there when he had the cutoff shirt and he didn't quite look like you're supposed to look in a cutoff shirt. <laughs> but uh, the, guy, the guy can play. He's got some ability to play in, interiorly.
0: Coach Mack always looks right in a cutoff shirt, as long as it's black. The man in black. <laughs> Coach, thank you, man. Great stuff. And uh, Wednesday night, 7 to 8, you and Rhett, offensive line and defensive line. It's must-listen stuff. People got to listen.
2: Guys, love being on with you. Thanks. We'll see you. Thank you. The one and only Coach Mac,
0: right there. Uh, when we come back, the Titans have issued a statement about the offseason program. I went back and read it again in the commercial break. It's pretty vague. So maybe they're just going to keep working out. Some will, some – I don't know. I'll read it again. Let's read it one more time. It came out during the show. Their stance on voluntary workouts. We'll read it again. Also, an interesting couple of things that came out in mock drafts today. I'll ask Blaine about it because there's one guy I'm really interested in. And I want to ask Blaine about him and another guy, too, that I'm really interested in that we've talked about a lot. Come back. We'll explain it all. Blaine and Mickey 104.5. 104.5 104.5 The Zone mock draft presented by Chattanooga Whiskey Titans fans you can take a tour of 104.5 The Zone's mock draft and then submit who you think the Titans should select or will select in the first round of the draft for a chance to win a prize back from Chattanooga Whiskey to enter all you got to do is just go to 104.5 The Zone.com slash contest Blaine and I we made our picks you can make your pick too uh, before I read this Titan statement they've Several teams have issued a statement about the voluntary workouts that started yesterday, the NFL's offseason season program. Uh, but, Blaine, I saw this two different mock drafts. One is Peter Schrager, guy who works for Good Morning Football and does a bunch of stuff for NFL Network. He has the Titans taking Jeremiah Owusu-Koromoa, who's a 6'1 linebacker who I don't think weighs 220 pounds. He's about the size of Kevin Meyer, basically. He was a linebacker. They're calling him one of these hybrid guys which is a nice way of saying he's a tweener and then literally i saw another mock draft on the athletic or actually just a story about the draft and they said you know it's quoting general managers the titans are supposedly in the mix for zavin collins at 22 and that dude is 65 260 and played inside linebacker at tulsa now again he's he's not what you got one guy who can move back, they're saying, and be a safety hybrid. You got this guy who can move forward and be an edge guy, but uh, both guys are linebackers. But holy cow, those are two different, completely different physical human beings.
1: Well, I mean, you know, the mock drafts are what they are. I mean, at this point, in time, I mean, so I mean, I I, I wouldn't be shocked if they took a linebacker, and that you know, everybody always wants, you know, the fans want an offensive player, uh, yep. but it's a draft. Uh, So maybe you can get the best, you know, middle linebacker building for next season. Then you say, well, how much can he then impact the team immediately? Because to me, they need immediate help. That's why I was asked the question of, do you pick need or do you pick, you know, for next season building on, you know, you know, you have two free agent linebackers on in the inside, you know, on the outside, or, or do you try to win now? And you right. say, I've got it coming right now, and that could be more so. Wide receiver, because you know you you know, you know need one more out there as a starter. Uh, you could have a defensive end. You can always do with some corners that, that are coming out, which they need, uh, and, and pass rush, so everybody can need that. So what do you do? What is the thought process at 22? And then looking at what's available, going into the draft, regardless of what happens. So this is a time I, I'm not sure what they're going to do. I think they're all across the board, and do they say, hey, you know what? We're just going to take the best player available, and we'll figure it out. You know, Feel,
0: uh, feels yeah. like that's what they're going to do,
1: right? Because that's what happened. How we got Keith Bullock in the draft, <laughs> they had no idea he'd be there, and we had and, uh, numerous, you know, linebackers. We really right. didn't, know, but he was the highest rated on their board. And they go, "Well, crap, we we love this guy. We had no idea he'd be here. I think he was sixteenth pick. No, no, no. He was no, he was in the uh, uh, you know late twenties or thirties, and they were like, "Hey, we're snatching this guy now." and we'll figure it out once we get out there. So they put a special package in for him so he could play called extra Wait. backer. <laughs> hey, we're going to simplify it. Extra backer. Yeah, few <laughs> linebackers out there, and literally he was actually really playing safety. It was great. Oh, crazy. my gosh. That
0: dude.
1: He's he a, play, Oh, my gosh. Right, he would play like ten plays a game. It would be like uh, one for a call's fumble <laughs> and an interception for a touchdown. That'd be like ten <laughs> plays. It was like, dang, this dude. I don't know, man. I start saying, hey, man, if we get on film and we, uh, I'm running next to you, man, I may clip you. They're going to be like, what? what are you doing? <laughs> like, I could not have him and Javon Curtis. I was like, I cannot have y'all on tape running by me, man. Stop that. Yeah, people going to be like, hey, man, that dude is slow. Meanwhile, it's just because y'all was so fast. <laughs> we would not even.
2: I still move. I'm a
1: safety. <laughs>
0: A uh, couple of notes. Daquad Jones, Lucas, just giving me this rap sheet, says it's one year, $4.05 $4. $4. million. $4. So another nice payday nice, for Daquad. Nice, this late in the game. No doubt. Uh, yeah, that's a big number, especially for now. A week from the draft or nine days. Uh, here was the other thing. Statement from the Titans regarding voluntary workouts. It's pretty vague. Uh, we have come together as a team and have had several conversations about what is best for the players in our locker room based on the injury data from previous years along with the facts and recommendations provided by our union. This is what it says. We are in solidarity with other players across the NFL who will exercise their right to not attend in-person voluntary workouts. We understand that some players will need to be at our facility for different reasons during this time. We respect the right of every player afforded to us in the CBA. So that's not necessarily them saying we're all not going to go. It's just saying them them
1: saying we respect people's rights to do whatever they want to or need to do at this point.
0: so the way I read that.
1: Yeah, I think that's, you know, just kind of towing the fence for the guys that want to be there. We're not going to stop you from going there, and especially the guys who have to rehab or be there because the coaches may tell them personally that they need to be there uh, because for whatever reason. uh, And the people who aren't there, who don't think they need to be there, we're going to support you all too. So I think it's right down the middle. I I think it's a a personal decision um, based off of, uh, you know, where you're at with the team. So. I think uh, I think that's cool. I think that's the way I would probably be at this point in time, uh, being that you're a veteran.
0: Check out the podcast page. You want to hear everything Coach Mack said, as always. And Austin Meek, who's a beat writer for Michigan, broke down this whole thing with uh, Joe Milton. We also got into Quiddy Pay, who some people have mocked to the tights in the first round and some other Michigan draft picks tomorrow. Austin Gale from Pro Football Focus, who's a draft guy and Red Ryan, who's our draft guy and our guy, 3HL. They got you covered next, though, 3 to 6. Have a great rest of your Tuesday, everybody. Watch out for snow tonight. Goodness gracious.
2: Stay safe.
0: Peace.